ladies, gentlemen, and podcast fans around the world, welcome back to Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Max. Hey! hey. Thank you very much, Producer Mr. E. Thank I want to turn this show into Batman than most things. <laughs> Can we just make this a Batman podcast? Do I could go on. I was going to say forever, but no, no, I don't think I could go on forever. <laughs> yeah, I think we brought about five episodes in as before we, the Batman than most thing would be done. But Sean desperately wanted to talk about Batman, I know, before the podcast, and he seemed to have something really important to say. And I said, let's let's let the listeners in on a little bit of what I get to hear off air all the time when I talk to Sean. <laughs> what was it about the Batman trailer? Because I thought it looked cool. If I'm not talking about Israel off air, it's always Batman. <laughs> I know, right? Something controversial with you. No, so yeah, the new Batman trailer came out, and it's fine. It's good. I'm lukewarm on it, and it feels like the internet is flipping their shit about it. What's with the high pitch? I'm good. I'm f- I am flipping my shit. Hype, hype, hype. Everyone get hyped. If you're listening to this. Is this the one with uh, Robert Pattinson? Pattinson, yeah. Interesting. Or, yeah. as the internet's dubbed him, Robert Battinson. Oh, God. There's always a bat pun, like Batfleck. Yeah. Yeah, Batfleck. Batinson. That fucking, already the name's awesome right there. That first teaser trailer was sick as fuck. If, no, if anyone's listening has not seen the Batman teaser trailer, it's sick. And then they came out with the full trailer, and it's sick. And they're using the, the creepy music. It feels like a creepy movie. And they're not showing a lot. I hope. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I yeah. I don't know high how five, five, how five. much they're they're showing there. But um, no, I I'm lukewarm on it simply because uh, that's not the Batman I wanted to see. The Batman I want to see on screen is the Batman that will fight Clayface and Mister Freeze and these fantastical villains like Poison Ivy. You know, like I want I want to see a supernatural fight against just a dude with weapons and experience a supernatural fight yeah because i guess poison ivy was just like uma thurman going maha but and well and even she had then, goons they didn't really like have plant monsters attack them and stuff well yeah that's fine um <laughs> you want plant monsters I, I i i like plant monsters i like uma thurman's version i guess what i'm saying is um i don't necessarily need to see batman take down the mob again you know christian yeah. bale's gritty street level batman was good it was good enough it did the job it was great and then we got a shift with batfleck uh-huh. who brought this this kind of more supernatural element to everything the way he moved and stuff yeah the way he moved uh the fact that he was fighting aliens you know and all sorts of crap and his guns though yeah, but yeah and i could absolutely see that batman fighting mr freeze or poison ivy or some of these more fantastical villains. Mm-hmm. Whereas this new Batman is just like, ah, I'm solving crime in Gotham again. Yeah. Super realistic, it's I guess. Super realistic. It's gritty. It's dark. And they I and personally they always say Batman is a bellwether, or excuse me, is like a canary for uh the social environment at the times. Okay. And in the eighties, it was kind of dark. And then the nineties really brightened him up. Mm-hmm. And then nine eleven happened. And Batman got dark and serious and gritty again. And then we started feeling better about ourselves and Batfleck was in there. And now we're back in like just darkness and gritty and I'm pissed. Ah. And, like, I want to see a brighter Batman. I want to see a Bat-Tusi. That's the Bat dance from Adam West. I would say Bat-Tusi? What the fuck is that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's want, my beef with Batman. You want a Me Too Batman where everyone's happy and no one's hurt. Spe- <laughs> Batman basically doesn't hurt anyone's feelings the whole time and like just talks to everyone's you know problems away 
I'm fine with him kicking the shit out of people. That's, that's okay. not that's not my issue. It's the tone and it's the idea that like he's solving in this one, he's not fighting anything spectacular. He's just kind of solving uh, a, a murder and a mystery. Like some puzzle guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's just a human versus a human, basically. Even the last time we saw the Riddler, he had these this like Bond-level scheme happening <laughs> and taking over mines and shit. Like, yeah, that's cool. and the outfits. The outfits, too. Maybe. He had the question mark outfits. He had the scepter thing. He had those little, like, bat bomb things. And... I mean, the one that kept him safe while jogging at night was pretty cool. <laughs> well, I'm jogging at night. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking flashback, bro. That's hilarious. <laughs> this motherfucker. Yeah, now, so that's my opinion on Okay, Batman. well, I'm glad you got it out, because I know. I will go see it. Uh, I probably will wait till it comes out at uh, Blockbuster. <laughs> uh-huh. So, uh, something else happened, actually. Uh, I meant to talk about this a couple weeks ago, but, you know, shit happens. So, I'm <laughs> yeah. about it now. So, um, I, the world's first transplant of lungs were delivered by an unmanned drone recently. What the fuck? So, they, they, they delivered lungs with a drone. So, it wasn't like some guy was in charge. To like, oh, get it to the hospital quick! Johnny needs those lungs for a lung transplant. They they entrusted a drone to do it. That's the first time. Awesome, because I actually I knew a guy that transported organs. Oh, really? And he hated traffic, obviously, because his job is his income. Yeah, depended on getting those organs to a specific spot in a certain amount of time. Yeah, and you know, traffic was a bane for him, obviously. So the idea of a drone bypassing all that shit yeah. is amazing. Yeah, bird's eye view, boom, you're there, you're done. Yeah. And evidently this actually has already happened because at first I was like, oh, the world's first. So this isn't even the world's first like transportation of organs. It's just lungs. Because I guess they've already people have already uh, uh, had successful flights for kidneys, corneas, and uh, pancreas. <laughs> have also been droned around. <laughs> where Where is this? Uh, this one was uh, the lungs traveled to Toronto Western Hospital to Toronto General Hospital. Okay. So Toronto. So Canada. Interesting. Yes. Yes. I have to deduce Canada. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, the drone uh, journey lasted six minutes, and it it happened at 1 a.m. local time. And they actually chose that hospital because it was a historic hospital because it's um, it completed the world's first lung transplant in 1983 and the first double lung transplant in 1986. So now it's also done the world's first transplant of lungs delivered by an unmanned drone. Yay. I kind of want to see this drone. I mean, I don't think they showed a picture, but just imagine like a – actually, it was like a drone that looked black. Does that help? <laughs> had like a, a had like an igloo thing at the bottom. Yeah, right. Like yeah. the igloo case, and was, I'm just yeah. saying you gotta, you know, when uh when Amazon is talking about delivering stuff with drones and whatnot, like it just drops them. Like does it just drop it on the ground? <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, what happens if I order a treadmill? Like, what does that drone look like? Oh, I forgot there was a picture actually. So, like, imagine like a normal drone, and then it has like these metal claws, and then there's like a glass orb in the center, and there's like, a pulsing heart like i mean lungs i'm sorry pulsing lungs uh-huh. in the center uh-huh. and then when they drop it it just shatters on the ground the people the doctors have to grab it like oh pick the glass out and then they, <laughs> they give it to johnny super efficient and it worked too good for them it did work and so i mean that really is the story right oh thank you mr e he is showing us what it basically uh, there's like it's a six propeller and yeah. um yeah, I, it's box. big. It looks like it's capable of lift. Is my thing. It's not a hobby drone. Oh, obviously. I see. Oh, okay. Like the payload per se. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, how heavy can a pair of lungs be? Twenty pounds at most. <laughs> That's a great question. I honestly have no idea. It's probably but... like four ounces. I mean, that, was a, that was a joke. Okay, they're probably like four ounces at most. No I don't way. Know. Lungs? However, your lungs, bro. Mine are like they're a pound a pound of lung, pound and a half at most. <laughs> Looks like Mr. E's looking it up. How, what's your guess? <laughs> My guess? Uh, I'm going to say at least 
at least if, 10 pounds. Shut the fuck up. Get yeah, fuck. dude. I I think even under a pound. But no. I but I you're like convincing me to go over a pound. Because there's a lot of liquid in there. There's a lot of tissue We're not just talking substance. about liquids. We're talking about the lung weight. Like you, if if you took it out of a cadaver and threw it on What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Ring it out? I want, I want jerky lungs. This is a jerk this is <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You put it in a dehumidifier. That's water weight. I'm not counting your water weight. What's the, what's Google say? The answer is approximately two point two pounds. No uh, Oh man. We'll go with walk wrong. But I was closer <laughs> to big, right? But shit. Two pounds. Okay. Well good for them. Yeah. That's kind of fun. Cool. And so that could be something in the future, basically, going forward. Because we, we, we talked about it a couple times on this show, like the, the, what do you call it, the organ transplant list, people needing stuff. Yeah. This this is just going to help that a little bit. I mean, obviously at this point, you know, we've had that figured out. But like you said, traffic and all that stuff, the pressure lungs to, to places can't well, be a bad thing. Yeah. If we're combining past stories with this one, it would be transporting, like they could say, set a new record. By having a pig that grew these human lungs, and then uh, the lungs were extracted and then transported by the drone mm-hmm. to some hospital for a transplant. There you go. That would Combine some stories there. That would be sick. I mean, that's it, man. That's it, man. <laughs> I mean, I want a drone. I want lungs. All right. Well, I kind of have a, a medical one here. It's more uh, psychology-based, but uh, you know how we're always searching for the missing link? Like, you know, for evolution, you mean? Yeah. The physical link between ape and man sort of thing we found bigfoot. dozens but bigfoot, yeah yeah bigfoot i know what you're talking about that's the one so we may have found the missing mental link okay what does that mean <laughs> i'm trying to, trying to think what does that mean like so they found a brain fossil no not necessarily this is more of <laughs> the a theory brain fossils <laughs> proposed by jose manuel rodriguez arc and dr michael winkleman from Arizona State University, up. published in, <laughs> Michael Winkleman. I know. <laughs> in study, uh, Frontiers of Psychology. Winkleman. No, Winkleman. So, uh, from this study, quote, they said, um, Hominin evolution occurred in ever-changing and at times quickly changing environmental landscapes and entailed advancement into a sociocognitive niche. In other words. Okay. The challenge of survival created a need for greater intelligence. So basically the smart ones lived and the dumb ones died. Essentially, yeah. So these now, this is they haven't necessarily got to their theory yet. This is just kind of preamble. Okay. According to the authors, these traits are highly dependent upon serotonin. So serotonin is a neurotransmitter created by the amino acid tryptophan. Humans, turkeys. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought too. Turkeys. Uh, humans are unable to produce tryptophan. I could do it. So the researchers argue. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of thing that got us to where we are Fuck today. Good for you. <laughs> I could do anything. Uh, so the researchers argue that the only way early hominins could have boosted their serotonin levels was by eating magic mushrooms. Oh. Oh, I have heard. It's like a Joe Rogan theory. I've heard, like, I've heard <laughs> oh, really? Well, I mean, I've heard this, like, not his saying, but, like, I've heard, you know, like, doctors and stuff saying that, too, probably on that show. That almost the same with alcohol, too, on some level. Like, just those mind-altering substances kind of did open pathways. Right. That just kept kept going. Yeah. You know, is, that what that, is that what that article saying? Essentially. Sure. Okay. So, uh, this whole hypothesis has been dubbed the stone ape theory. Stoned ape theory. Excuse stone. me. <laughs> 
So the researchers cite evidence in recent studies that use psychedelics to treat mental disorders by activating serotonin receptors and enhancing neuroplasticity, which is... That's really good. Exactly what yes. you were just saying with the alcohol yes. and these mind-altering sub- substances opening new pathways. Yeah, connecting, like, isn't, like, both regions of the brain or both hemispheres or something, possibly? Yeah, neuroplasticity. It's essentially the fancy word for uh, using your brain more efficiently and connecting neurons to other neurons and just pathways becoming more efficient. I keep seeing articles all the time about, like, mushrooms and how they're getting more and more recognition for just solving depression problems and you know carrying cancers and shit not, not cancers but definitely the the depression problems like having a dose of them or some like must open up some pathway somewhere to the spirit realm or the shadow realm or something <laughs> <laughs> well depression was specifically one of the uh the mental conditions they talked about by using mushrooms and stimulating the serotonin receptors mm-hmm. so uh there is precedent there and they definitely cited it. They also hypo- hypothesized that consuming these mushrooms may have created social gatherings and bonding over shared experiences, which would aid in group cohesion and survival. And learning from each other, right? Because once they all hang out and do mushrooms, one day someone's opening a coconut and they go like, oh, let, me <clears> open, <throat> let me show you how I open the coconut. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden, like, holy shit, this guy opened the coconut. And then he goes somewhere else and pretends it was his idea to bang the lady. But then that lady takes her kids and all the stuff and... It, it translates. It's a life, man. Man. I tried to hang in there. I get it, dude. I really did. Don't you get it? The, 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 I, lo- the, the I got ca- lost. You got lost. The caveman fucked the chick in there. <laughs> you did, how'd you skip that part? Oh, my God. Once you started bringing up alimony and shit, that was that. Alimony. So, it's your uh, dumb theory. <laughs> so critics of the theory point out that it's just a theory and there's no hard evidence yet. Um, and I point out that fuck off mankind has been trying to get high forever that's what i'll yeah for sure right look at mead we drank that shit back in the day it's gross yeah i think what, i oh where did i what's go wrong with mead? no i was at a um i don't think i've ever had actual mead it's out it's fun to say that's like medieval shit right yeah yeah that time period mead mead what oh. are the, grog that's, that's, what what I was trying, that's exactly i was like <laughs> what are the other grog. words okay yeah <laughs> grog I could go for some good old grog. <laughs> That's probably what's in White Claws. You know, it just says like ran- random alcohol. Yeah. Probably grog or something. <laughs> White Claws so mysterious about what's in there. Like alcohol-like substance. Fucking jet fuel. <laughs> I know. Tiger blood. For sure. Uh, yeah. And so I was thinking like even dolphins get high. You know how they- Pufferfish, right? Yeah. They chew on pufferfish and- release a, a small toxin and I, i've heard moose and elk both of them um <laughs> eat um raw not raw uh, apples uh really a uh, fermented fermented ones yeah, yeah exactly the old well rotting ones basically to get drunk too both the moose and the elk do that right they're essentially the same animal so i think the the stoned ape theory might have some some legs here and yeah i like it I think it has something. We're probably doing it right now. We're evolutionizing. Ooh. Ooh. Have you guys ever done magic mushrooms? I have not. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I do have to, I have to agree with one part of that, that topic you have there about coming together when you share experiences. Like if you actually hang out with someone, like we know each other pretty well. If you hung out with someone that you just know a little bit and you actually like, for lack of better words, do drugs all night together, you actually do have that like. You know, we're like connected now, man, especially with psychedelics, because it's just like you said, it's the shared experiences. 
you're laughing 24 seven. So you're just enjoying yourself most of the time. But that was really true. So that I could see evolution changing because of experiences like that. That was cool. Yeah, I think there's something to it. Yeah, uh, it's on my bucket list. Like, I, I definitely want to get I'm to scared. it. I'm scared. Honestly, I've done it. I've done it one time, and then if you do acid, like, there's no going back. Honestly, it's so much better. Oh, oh really? fuck! <laughs> it is. Yeah, no mushroom. No going back. No, it's just because everything about it is better. You don't have to ingest shit. It doesn't make you feel sick. Acid, you just put it on your tongue and you're high, and there's no come down, and it's nice. It's like it's like the crack cocaine version of. It's cocaine. not that intense. It's really not. Yeah, it's crack cocaine. We it's know it is. It's not that intense. This is actually an intervention, bro. <laughs> yeah. You've been, on, you've been on it for t- two We're days We're all your straight. friends here. No. I hate you guys. Put the, and put the acid pipe down. <laughs> yeah. Put the, syringe, the acid syringe away. No. Now, I have a friend Anyways. that uh, was objectively an asshole. And then, yeah, I liked him because he never sugarcoated anything. But it kind of rubbed people the wrong way. And he was pretty much an asshole. Mm-hmm. You know, he unlocked his third eye a few times. Yeah. Mellowed him out. Totally different person. It's Great crazy. guy. There you go. Yeah. Oh. It's, it kind of changes your outlook on a lot of stuff. Not in a bad or good way or not, not in a bad way, but like, and you don't have these revelations like you talk to God or anything, but you just kind of see things a little different. It's cool. Like the third eye is the best way to put it. You see things a little different that you normally didn't see. I heard about a guy once <clears> who did a bunch of mushrooms and like he... He started totally normal, and when he like he had a really bad trip, when he came out of it, he was racist. <laughs> so sometimes there's bad things that happen well, too. I told you not to bring that. I'm just saying. Sometimes his name is Mystery. I'm just saying. Sometimes you have bad things that happen from the mushrooms. No, it's always so like, no, oh, dude. I transformed for the better. What if you transform? And bad things can definitely happen. All of a sudden, listen, of pictures it. or it didn't happen. All right. <laughs> So, uh, remember the story I just talked about, about the drone that transported some lungs and blah, 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 blah? Yes, I do. Well, that's going to transition to more organ talk. Ha Oh. That was a nice, clean transition, wasn't it? Thank you. Segways right. crisp here. I, I know. Crunch. All right. So, um, for <laughs> I'd say most of these stories are better than most things, but the segues are not. They're not the best of most things. <laughs> I'm, no, this is called Batman the most. Okay, fuck this shit. Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. So, for the first time. A pig kidney has been successfully transplanted into a person. A pig kidney. Pig kidney. Now into a person. I joked about pigs growing human lungs earlier. You did. Is this a human kidney grown in a pig? This is a pig kidney. Versus, yeah, what Ashad is referring to in an old episode. We I believe it was a human lung, but it was grown on a pig. So, no, wasn't it like attached to the pig somehow to keep mm-hmm. it healthy? And it was like a stopgap measure to keep lungs healthier for a long time. I think you're Something right. Something like that. And then there's always the idea that like we've grown human ears on mice and yes, stuff. So. Famous picture. Yeah, you know, it, it's out there. It's so hot. Anyway, so um, <laughs> this is actually an actual pig kidney. So this was originally from a pig, and now it's been successfully transplanted into a person. Okay. But there's a lot of caveats here. So successfully is kind of a. One of these, you know, quote unquote terms, because it was only tested for 50, 54 hours on in a human patient. Oh, <laughs> so only, okay. only who the fuck volunteered for that? A person who was already brain dead <laughs> and kept artificially alive, basically. Holy shit! So yeah, I was, they have th- consent. Whoa. No, no, no. Their their power <laughs> didn't ask questions later. <laughs> just that's how you see Frankenstein. <laughs> that's what I. Uh, that's what I want to know. Yeah. It is like who got the money. 
that he should have earned right? for this experiment. That that is actually the first thing I thought to too. Was like, man, they had someone had to go and like, I'm sorry, your uncle is he's technically gone, and we're like, but. <laughs> He's still very useful. We want to see if we can yeah. do something. Really he's alive. <laughs> like he's not. He's dead. Tech. He's totally dead. But like he's alive enough to test like some shit out. Can we like? Let's just put a log on him. Or like no, no kidney. Let's just put a kidney on him. See, we got this prize pig from the Iowa State Fair. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be amazing. So I'm assuming as it was the conversation they had, you thought there would be monetary. I never thought about the money, but like, I <laughs> fuck yeah, yeah like ten bucks, ten bucks. You can do. It. <laughs> I, I mean, I, how much of that is that worth? Yeah. I mean, if you if you were brain dead and whoever has your power of attorney, Max, yeah, uh, wouldn't you wish that they would benefit from an experiment carried out oh, on your body? Yeah, right. Although I always said if I was dead, you could do anything with my body. If I'm brain dead, I don't know. What if I'm secretly in there? Just give getting, give me <laughs> your power you're, of attorney, take my holes. and I'll get you a great deal. <laughs> We'll put like baboon know, no, hearts in you money. and shit. It'll you be get all... the money. You won't care. I guess I'm brain dead. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So tell me, tell me more. About okay, this. I just want to because this, fuck. you know. If, by the way, if I'm brain dead, just try shoot me into space because then the aliens might, you know. Oh, I love it. Preserve yeah. your body. Exactly. Yeah. So don't fucking sell my kid. Anyway, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so they connected to the kidney, and so technically the kidney was connected and it functioned normally during those 54 hours. So that was, you know kind of a a monumental moment right like oh my god a pig kidney worked on a dude even though the dude was dead this has this has nothing to do with him dying or not dying brain dead. it's yeah brain dead like it's all about the kidney did the kidney work it did so um so transplanting uh tissues or organs from one species or another is called xenotransplantation hmm. yeah so you know star trek there's always the what's the xenobiologist mm-hmm. basically and so it's a basically the word xeno means well, I guess it means animal, but in I mean, Star Trek, they, foreign, use, they right? mean alien. alien. I guess, yeah. yeah. It's weird saying that for the pig. But I guess, oh, it's an alien organ. Yeah. Ah, there you go. Alien so, to your body. Here. We learn stuff. There you go. So even though this sounds all awesome and everything, uh, there's still definitely hurdles to come. But uh, that uh, could help the organ transplant just dilemma right now because this, this article mentioned that an average of 17 people die on the transplant waiting list every day. Just waiting for organs. That does not surprise me. Yeah. So a lot of the, like, I remember we've talked about other organ things too, about um, ways we could, they were preserving organs we've talked about or why they can get to or, like farther places because, and now we're doing drones that are getting them there faster. Now maybe we can start throwing a little bit of pig stuff in there. But uh, there's still, uh, here's some of the hurdles I want to talk to you about though. So even though it sounds all like la da so pig cells, how come we haven't done this before? Just like, yeah, you know, exactly. Here's why it has not worked before. So organs from pigs have long been considered, obviously, to do this, but pig cells include a sugar, a sugar called alpha-gal, which triggers an immediate rejection by the human body. Okay. So all pigs create this sugar called alpha-gal. This particular pig was genetically engineered to not produce alpha-gal. Ooh. So it's a genetically engineered pig. It was alpha-galus. It was alpha-galus, yeah. So the fact that it didn't have this one sugar, in theory, this guy's body, even though he's brain dead, it didn't rejected and his body was it was like i said it was doing the process of you know what a kidney does it basically it was uh filtering out waste products yeah. from the blood and producing urine wow so it was working for well, 54 hours that's two days bro yeah wow that's actually pretty i think that's pretty like awesome because so now if we just gotta i don't know how you know expensive it is to get these genetically engineered pigs but I, i'm definitely gonna get i want some lungs for sure maybe a liver do pigs have livers 
I'll take one. I'll take two. They might. I mean, I'm yeah, sure I'll, they I'll take whatever. But, like, so, <laughs> question. I mean, like um, double heart, maybe? I like two hearts. Why Why did they take it out of him at 54 hours? Um, did they... Oh, I have it right here. Like, he said he was starting to show signs of life, but asking for brains and zombie-like qualities. So that makes sense. They had to put that him makes out sense. of misery, yeah. Slop! I need yeah. slop! Please! Please! <laughs> 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 that took me a second. <laughs> you say slaw, I need slaw. Slop. Oh, slop. Okay. It's like, okay. Like pig slop, I get it. Slop! Hey! <laughs> we need to get you more coffee, my friend. I no, I'm just like, no. I'm just, I mean, it's stupid. You're stupid. <laughs> it's funny. It's like slop. The P is because you don't know what you're saying until you say the P. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, we got to get more of these genetically engineered pigs. Hopefully, we can do that. If so, I want a, I want a pig dick. I think I think that'd be cool. Jesus, because then I finally have one. <laughs> the pig dick would be alpha gallus, but alpha gal. It'd still be gallus, that's for sure. No one would want it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so these guys are saying these ex- the experts uh, who were doing this. They say trials with pig ni- kidneys on critically ill humans, patients with no real other options left, could happen within two years. So that's another weird thing. This thing's making me like think of it. Like there could be something like, "Hey, man, you're dying. You're not gonna get a replacement kidney anytime soon. You're compatible with no one. You're fucked." Oh, thanks, doc. But there are some primo pig shit coming out right now. <laughs> like I don't mean pig shit. I mean pig like an actual kidney, like Roman pig, but it's alpha gallus, and it's. <laughs> I'm hearing some good shit. You should try it. And... I guess. What, would you do it? Would you take the pig? <laughs> right, like sold, Doc. Fuck I mean, it. it's the whole it's the whole idea of like, oh, we've got this experimental drug for the... the it might gonna cure you. what's going to kill you. And like, yeah, you know, Fuck I'll it. give it a shot. Fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So like, you know, fingers crossed, hopefully. So I guess already, though, we're, uh, there's, we're using pig, pig skin for grafts for burns and pig hearts valves in humans. Yeah. I don't know why those... Are, I guess those are just like maybe parts that aren't rejected, like the whole organ, per se. Mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing that now. I have no idea. And um, and then they, they then they also mentioned there was an experiment that was carried out with a pig hearts in baboons. <laughs> That's all it says. And I should have looked more into that. Fucking love it. <laughs> should look more into it. Actually, I clicked on the like I said for 2018. I remember at the time, like, oh, I want you know stuff that's new but now sitting here on the podcast i'm like i want to hear more about the pig hearts and the baboons what happened careful there that's that pig hearted baboon <laughs> we don't fuck with that we gave him three kidneys and five hearts and two dicks and we can't stop him we barely got him in that cage do not go near that thing don't make eye contact so yeah so pig humans are coming in the future people be warned that's I, I'm very okay with that. I like it too. Because again, if it saves what the 17, 14 people that die each day, that's on it that on list? the organ list too. So we don't know if it's like a kidney thing. So far, it's only been kidney, but I'm. I think the yeah, other organs are compatible. No, uh, well, I, I, think I, they I are. wouldn't. I wouldn't imagine like all of the organs like are the necessarily snouts. compatible. But maybe like maybe like a an eagle has a fucking. Uh, Pituitary gland. Yeah, pituitary gland. There you go. <laughs> That's, that would work that for us. It. And it needs to be alpha gallus as well. And then we. Fucking... I love that. So yeah, if we just figure out. We're, we're gonna start just like, oh, you know that seashell has the perfect veins for a finger. Totally. <laughs> we gotta, so we, wow, we're just gonna piece people together with fish. I want to get. Why not? Like, let's person. start an awesome zoo. And you could like, oh, you could tour the zoo and see like the alpha ga- the alpha gallus alpha pig. Gallus. You could either like, yeah, that one. We're either we're gonna eat half of them and then transport his lungs to someone else. It's gonna be great, right? <laughs> you go to the you go to the restaurant and you get to pick out which lobster 
they want. And mm-hmm. so, you know, they remove its head and then they stick its pituitary gland in someone, someone else. else that day. It's right next Sounds to the hospital. Delicious. Huh? I like the sound of where this is going. Right? I kind of like it. The future's weird in a good way. All right. I think it's about that time. What? I thought you said you'd never tell me again. To What? What? <laughs> oh, 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 you mean the game? It's time for oh. our game. What's better than most is our weekly debate game where we randomly choose two subjects, then our judge puts a spin on it, and our other two contestants debate it. I am the judge today, and since this episode is coming out the week of Halloween, I thought about this one today, and I, th- I think I got a good one for you. The spooky. Spook. What's spookier than most things? The... Subjects. What do we call this? Is it the prompt? So the subject. Uh, I guess the suggestion. Prompt. The suggestion. prompt would be the spin. I think. Well, the spin because I like the spin the, <laughs> or the tw- the spin or the twist is like the the when you take the two things. Okay. So here's <laughs> so we've answered nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. so here's the two subjects. Okay. That's that's horrible. I don't like that. When he hit my ear. <laughs> I say prompt then. <laughs> Pennywise versus Chucky. All right, we'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> and we're back. And just a refresher, the suggestions, I think that's the, the term we settled on, were uh, Pennywise versus Chucky. And here's the prompt. So you're going to a Halloween-themed amusement park. You know how they, they do those things where they open it late at night and try to scare you and... You go through mazes and blah, blah, blah. So you go into one of these, and your guest is Pennywise or Chucky. Okay. They'll probably, they'll definitely kill while there. You know what I mean? It's just kind of what they do. Okay. Who would have more fun? Max, I'm going to give you Pennywise. Mr. E, you get Chucky. Okay. All right. Now, let's see who goes first. Uh, Mr. E, you're going first. You fucker. <laughs> You've got a minute on the clock. Are you ready? Uh, can you say the prompt one more time? Okay, yes. Use it in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to a Halloween-themed amusement park. You know, uh, whatever, Terror Nights or whatever the hell they're calling themselves. Uh, and you're bringing along, you specifically, Mr. E, you're bringing along Chucky. And okay. he will definitely kill while there. Okay. Who's going to have more fun? Chucky or Pennywise? All right. Your time starts now. All right. So Chucky would just go to town in that place. And the first thing that comes to mind is that he's in his element. If he's in a dark room with strobe lights and screams, that's what that movie was all about. Pennywise is more of a psychological horror guy where like he was out there during the day and whatever. Um, Chucky's known for taking over bodies. Who's to say he can't just take over more bodies while he's in there? I mean, he could take over anyone's body. He could take over a guest. He could take over another monster and take on another form. I mean, who's to say he can't do it again? Um, girls are usually, for some reason, I feel like they'd be more scared of Chucky for some reason because they're, they're just naturally scared of Chucky. Um, he would do that crazy pose where, you know, he, you just see a silhouette and he would just be able to hide. He's seconds. small. He's virtually indestructible. I mean, you literally, we've seen him get like thrown in a shredder and like a wood chipper and the dude just survives. So he, the, he his <laughs> relentless fury would just never stop and it would just be a heyday for him. And time's up. All right. Max, your time begins now. So who would have more fun? 
Pennywise would have more fun because Chucky could do this every year versus Pennywise has to come every 23 years, I believe. So Pennywise would have more. The prompt is who would have more fun uh, at, the, at the thing and Chucky uh, wouldn't because Pennywise, Pennywise <laughs> would have more fun <laughs> because of that. So Pennywise, he's an alien who feeds off fear, right? So this would literally be like a buffet for him. He's like feeding off stuff. Chucky just goes around stabbing people. Pennywise is like getting buffed up from this place. Like literally like he's in a feeding frenzy. Doesn't he take the form of things that people fear and stuff? So he'd be like sitting there shape-shifting and going crazy and red balloons fucking going everywhere and <laughs> going, you know, what's that kid he killed? He'd probably be eating a bunch of kids. It'd be great. And, um, um, you know, red balloons, as I mentioned, and uh, clown, clowns are scary. And this is an environment people like scariness. That's why they're there. So people would be attracted to him and then he'd eat them. And you as, <laughs> you as the person watching this would have a blast and, and be in, you'd be the friend of an alien. And your time is up. All right. 30 second rebuttal. Mr. E starts now. Okay. So we need to think outside the box here. Fun doesn't necessarily mean he's killing people in this haunt. Chucky was an ex-criminal or actually a, he was a criminal. So he'd get fucked up. He'd bring alcohol with him. He'd probably bring joints and other substances. And we're missing the big part. He had a bride. So he'd be there. He'd be having fun getting bitches in that place. <laughs> you know there's girls there. They're all young and good looking. He would just be in slamming bitches. And then if they turn him down, Five he seconds. would just kill him or torture him any other way. <laughs> All right. uh, Max, 30-second rebuttal now. I believe the prompt is, who would have more fun indicating the monster? Which monster would have more fun? So Pennywise would have more fun because it's literally in his power system. He, he feeds off fear and shit. Literally, his powers are having fun in this environment. Literally, it's right fucking there. Chucky's just a guy who just... He happens to have fun consequentially there, you know, versus Pennywise. He can't help but have a great time because all this shit's he's like a sponge of this bullshit. He, you know, red balloons everywhere. It's scary. <laughs> all right. And your time is over. Woo. Oh, man. Good okay. job. Good job. Yeah. You guys did a great job with that one. I, um, I didn't know who I would pick and I, I don't think I still do. So let's go through some points here. Um, Max, Pennywise would only come out every 23 years. I thought that was pretty strong because he'd make the most of that time. That's a good thank, point. It's um, good. It's good. <laughs> Mr. E, I love that Chucky was in his element, you know, with the strobe lights, the dark rooms, the screams, all of that stuff. Because you're pretty, you're right there. Like, he loves shadows. He loves yes. being tiny and just getting into spaces. For and sure. <laughs> um, he does take over bodies, too. Which I thought was an interesting point. It's like it's, you know, he's known for being a tiny guy with a knife, but ultimately, you know, he can he can really bring it in other places. Right. The voodoo. Yep. The voodoo. Um. Black magic. I think they call it that or something in the movie. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, Max, your point of this being a buffet for Pennywise <laughs> is pretty strong. Another strong one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's buffed up by this place. I thought that was interesting. Because does he right? does he gain power with fear? I think so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I believe so. Clowns are scary. That, I mean, that, that holds true. <laughs> um, girls are more scared of Chucky. I thought that was interesting. Uh, he's relentless. And something I was waiting for someone to bring up, I guess you, Mr. E, because you got Chucky, was the fact that he is an ex-criminal and he is into partying. Yes. So he would get fucked up in this environment. Yeah. And I mean... That that rings true with any of these places, right? Yep. You, yep. You're always a little intoxicated. You got a flask or something with you yeah. at all times. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that he's getting bitches there, I thought was very interesting. Because <laughs> that's that's the way he would 
uh, approach the situation. Oh, yeah. Like, There's no not... threat to him. He's <laughs> just going to fucking lay pipe. <laughs> Doll pipe. <laughs> uh, Pennywise feeds off fear. This, he would love this place. And he can't help but have a good time. That was strong. Pretty um, good this game. Pretty good. Oh gosh. I'm better. <laughs> I I really don't know who to award this to. Um I think based on the arguments here that I mean just the idea that he feeds off fear and would love this place and can't help but have a good time I think is the strongest point there. So I think I'm going to give this one to Max Whoa. and Pennywise. Well played, well played. Even though I think Chucky would have a good time and get fucked up and have just everything we know about Chucky. Now that we have one, yeah. I'll tell you why Chucky would be the best one. Oh, okay, hit me. Because of the jokes, right? Isn't that the whole thing about his movies? I was like, ah, da, ah. he's like laughing all the time. So I think yeah. he'd be sitting there and be like cracking jokes as he's killing it. Like, so that's why. Because he always said like, oh, he's a criminal, so you, you did have a good time partying. It's like, okay, but like I think just like I would focus on his humor because I've ever been so hilarious versus Pennywise's fucking weirdo <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but you sealed it with the the idea that pennywise can't help but have a good time here yeah no, i it's, think like it's chucky true. like first of all they take his knife away at the the entrance you know it's what i mean like, like yeah, yeah no he'd have to find, find a shank <laughs> and like if that didn't work out he'd, he'd find something and you know he'd have to get creative with his kills and you know maybe maybe he he slipped some bad acid so he's not having a good night but pennywise can't help but have a good time because the whole time because i kept thinking to myself like like who would you have more of a good time with? I'm like that's the prompt is who would have a better time? Not like mm-hmm. like who would you have a better time with? Because I guess if I was going with someone, I'd rather go with Chucky because you can't really control Pennywise or do anything. And <laughs> yeah, Pennywise doesn't seem like yeah. You can at least talk to Chucky for like a moment. Like do you like ramen at least? Like he would say yeah, no or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good game, good game. GG. Yeah. GG. That was well played. Hey, so I saw a fun story the other day that I wanted to share with you guys. Because it involves scuba diving, Ooh. and I'm a certified diver, so I'm very proud of that. And it involves treasure. Hey, I So like those that. are two things we both like. Those are awesome. So an amateur scuba diver in the Mediterranean Sea found a 900-year-old crusader sword. Was this next to the pot of gold coins they found the other week in the Mediterranean Sea? In the Holy Grail, yes. Yeah. Right <laughs> in that vicinity. Yep, yep. Uh, the sword was believed to have belonged to the crusader knight who sailed to the Holy Land around 900 years ago. For those who don't know, the Holy Land is an area roughly located between the Mediterranean Sea and the eastern bank of the Jordan River. Okay. The amateur diver by the name of Shlami Kotsin. Shlami. Now I know why you guys hate that. S-C-H-L-O-M-I. That's Shlami Kotsin. Found the meter-long sword encrusted with shells and stones in a natural cove near the port city of Haiti. I've seen, I've seen this article, and the picture's pretty bad. Oh, let me pull up the picture. The picture, because, yeah, yeah, it's like this giant sword. A meter's about three feet, maybe a little bit beyond that, right? Three and a half. I'm stupid. I'm American. It's like a broadsword. Yeah, right? it's a giant broad. Like, and the guy holding it, it's like, it just looks like this giant sword, and it's just encrusted with, like, barnacles and all this weird stuff. And it, it almost looks like some type of uh, Jack Sparrow. What's the other guy? The Oh, Davy Jones. Yeah, Davy Jones sword or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very cool looking. And they talk about like how it's well preserved, and then it's like they show this. Like, That's not even. What? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. What do we know about this thing? So okay, 
The blade hilt and handle were distinctive enough to notice after undercurrents apparently shifted Sansa and concealed it. So that's why no one had seen it previously. Uh, it was because he must have been out there at the right time or something. Sure. And basically he saw it and recognized the shape and took it and brought it in for analyzing. Dude, yeah, it is like it's it looks it's like so straight. You have to sit there and be like that. It's obviously, you know, man-made. That is pretty nifty. It says Kobe Sharvit, who heads the Israel Antiques Authority. IAA, Marine Archaeology Unit, said the Carmel Coast, where the blade was found, provided shelter for ships during storms throughout centuries of shipping activity along the coast. So it basically became like a hotspot of where all these ships were constantly at. So nobody really dove there because of the ship traffic. Correct, yes. Okay. Uh, These conditions have attracted merchant ships down the ages, leaving behind rich archaeological finds. So one day, some night, just like, I'm done with the nightlife. Yeah. Just, just threw it over, <laughs> yeah. The, over the boat. Just like, done, son. Then right. 900 years later. Or he like, got killed and someone threw his sword away. You never know. Maybe the last second, like, when he got stabbed, he's like, you, if I can't have it, no one can't lie. And threw it behind Just him. imagine the epic battle that must have happened. <laughs> Crazy. Maybe it's cursed. It could be. And he's like, I got to get the, I gotta get rid of this. <laughs> I know, seriously. They actually theorize uh, that a crusader knight that held the blade belonged to a community of knights that sat on the citadel of Jerusalem because it's located close to where the blade was discovered. So it's not a, they haven't proved it or anything, but, you know, they can only theorize. Um, other than that, right now they just have limited information. And the guy here in the picture that we'll post on Instagram for you, he's going to analyze it. And he said as time goes on uh, and they un- get rid of all that barnacle and that encrusted layer. Yeah. They'll be able to get more information, and they said maybe there'll be a engraving that will signify a house or a name on it or something like that, and they'll be able to determine who it belonged to. There'll be like a crystal uncovered that like has the spirit of some lost <laughs> sailor that takes over the scientist. Right? You never know. Starts cleaving people in the lab. But this guy was cool because like he got it, and he immediately turned it in. And uh, he said, you guys can have it. I just want a picture with it. And then oh, this is man. the picture with it. That's him. What? <laughs> yeah, so. I'm good, for, good for him. Yeah, and it said, after the sword is cleaned and analyzed in the IAA's lab, it will go on public display. Oh, man. I want it. I wouldn't. I Fuck know. yeah. I know. It's so big. It's so funny how crazy it is. Like, you just think of the human that's wielding this he even thing. even said, like, it's heavy. So for someone to be swinging this around, like, they're a lot stronger than I was. Oh, yeah. Like their bones would be all dense and stuff. I think they could tell, like, when people like were archers and stuff, and like maybe like people use these swords because they're just they're, especially for archers, they're some bone welded in such a weird way because they just did it all day. Oh, interesting! Right, like some forearm. Or yeah, exactly. So wow. same with this shit, just like wielding this giant, cut a friggin' yeah. cow in half. I mean, look sword. how big it is when he's holding it, and it's a one-handed sword. So I mean. No, it's not. It's just all that bar. That's definitely, I would say, a one-handed sword for sure. No, no. Look how short the hilt is. That's because it's full of barnacles and bullshit. Look, this is a small man. Like, (laughs) it's it's, two hands. Maybe. That'd be a giant. (laughs) That's that's how heavy. I think it's, look how heavy it is. Even all the guys when they're holding it, they're like, uh, like they kind of they're that. Yeah. I mean, that is all the barnacle bullshit. We'll, we'll say that at some weight, right? I sure. I would I would assume it's a two handed sword, but you're right. It is a short handle looking thing. Yeah. It does look short. It could be two handed. Maybe he was a badass. Maybe maybe this is the two of them out there. He just dual wielding these giant ones. Yeah, this is something like Brienne of Tarth would use. Yeah, giant. All right, so they found Excalibur. That's cool. Very right neat. On. This guy's the king now. 
he pulled it from the sea, so now yeah, he owns exactly. the sea. <laughs> Have you guys ever been so drunk you wandered off from your group? I think when I first got drunk sure. ever at at in, at in and out. When I when I got drunk for the first time ever, they uh, Sean had to like corral me because I was like, ah, I wanted to like explore or something and not eat the French fries we were there to eat or something. Wow! It's <laughs> like so get the fuck in the car. Yeah, I was like the annoying <laughs> drunk that night, uh-huh. and then I just and then I never never again. Well, fifty-one-year-old Behan Mutlu of Turkey went out into the forest with a friend to drink. Which okay, was pretty interesting. Yeah, good fine. for him. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> uh, he got drunk and wandered away. All right. As oh, one no. does. So get lost? Well, he never came home that night. Oh, geez. So his wife contacted the authorities, and a search party was assembled. Uh-oh. Yeah, right? <laughs> he did, he did. anything. <laughs> Which direction is this going in? He did. So they hit the forest and started looking for him. Meanwhile, Behan had slept it off in a house he found in the forest. Oh. <laughs> no, he did not. Yeah. <laughs> I guess when you're super drunk. You just find random houses and sleep and in them. And break them, I guess. Oh I don't know. God. I guess you're like, I thought it was my house, right? I'd I take wanted, some balls. Right. I wanted to know more about that particular aspect of the story, but yeah, you know, glossing over just, that. Just random house, then. <laughs> um, he started back when he found a group of rescuers looking for a missing person. So he joined the group and quickly realized they were looking for him after they heard him, <laughs> or after they heard them calling his name. Oh, jeez. Wow. So he's like, hey, he chirped up, and he was like, hey, I- I'm Behan. They didn't believe him. <laughs> like, no, you're not, stupid. They're going to be out there to find him, and he's like, here I am. Hey. No, no. He should have, like, lie down on the ground, like, here, you found me. Look right here. <laughs> That's it. So they continued to search. No way. Yeah. Until oh they met up with another group, and that group had his friend in it, and his friend recognized him. Yeah, that's and him. Con- and confirmed. <laughs> and confirmed his identity. Interesting. I mean, I guess on some level, you'd be like, yeah, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, if you don't know, <laughs> you could just be some asshole. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm Pete. I, like, Why would you lie? Because you're an asshole. <laughs> that, that's what I don't get to. Like, how many how many people were in this search party? And Probably like two dudes. Well, I mean, like, it had to be a bunch, right? Like, like the whole fucking town shows up, and you don't know, know everybody in town, so maybe this random guy... You know, I didn't see him at the beginning during the meeting, but you know, hey, fuck it, yeah, join yeah. the party, let's go. Yeah, fuck it. Hey, you're not Behan. You're you're too good looking. You don't look like you yeah. spent the night <laughs> in a guy. fucking house in the woods. Exactly. Like, I don't. Yeah, exactly. You don't look like you should be lost. Yeah, you, you look like a dude. Well, he spent an hour, excuse me, over an hour searching with these guys, trying to convince <laughs> them that he was Behan. Oh my god! <laughs> I just start trolling him after a while. Hey, let's go look over here, guys. Maybe <laughs> I'm over there. That's what I'd say. Let's go check it out. Maybe I'm that way. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Well, um, I want to show you this device that's coming out. I thought it was pretty cool. It's essentially like, they call them a personal electric vertical takeoff craft or <laughs> evotal. I don't like that term. Basically, it's a drone you can sit in. Yeah, okay. And what's we brought different? this up, something like this before, right? Right. What's the difference between every other thing we've we've talked about, flying cars and propellers? This is a personal one. And... You're a guy. Oh, the one you talked about was a commuter one. The one you brought up earlier, I think. That would go from, like, it would commute people. 
I think you're talking about the Russian one that had like the cycle car. Is that the one you're talking about? Maybe. Oh, uh, yeah. with the I, fancy, with the weird barrel-like fans. Yeah. Is that what oh, that, you mean? that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, okay well, because yeah. this is like a personal drone thing that you can actually drive in, which I think is kind of cool because nuts. It's, it's like we're always hearing. Obviously, there's a million drones out there now and different weights and stuff. But finally, you can get yourself in one and maybe drone around a little bit. Okay, that sounds insane. That'd be kind of nice, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. What do, you, what do you mean? Yeah, okay. Well, what's so special about this piece of shit? What's what You're do you flying mean? Flying in it? Yeah. What do you mean? That's that's you. <laughs> <laughs> that you're in that, like droning around. I mean, that's, that's pretty bad. Because <laughs> you don't know how to fly, stupid. That's what's wow, special about it. Like, because people can do drones. Uh, that that's pretty cool. I'll give you that. the uh, The images we're looking, the video we're looking at here is pretty nifty, and um, it's four Scary, propellers. Though. And you're sitting in it, and it's kind of egg shaped. It's almost like you're sitting in the cockpit of like a jet or something, and then it's just like four propellers are like yeah. There's nothing. Else. I mean, it's not a cool jet, like a really you know plastic looking one. But you're basically you're essentially in a drone, and the end of this video, they it just goes. I thought they had a good tagline. It's like it said, "Everyone's a pilot." <laughs> you know, so lame. Shut the fuck up. But that is good work because this is like obviously we we're not pilots. I think it'd be pretty scary to fly something like uh. Versus I look at this thing, I'm like I can just jump in there and. I can fly that. Like, how hard could this be? It's a drone because people fly drones all the time. Yeah, it probably is harder than it looks or blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. But still, that looks easier to do Like versus like someone that has it. Like, here's a helicopter, a personal helicopter. Like, get the, get yeah. the fuck away from me. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> flying that. Or here's your own plane. I'm like, get away from me. This is like a little drone thing. Eh, it could be fun. I don't know, man. Color me unimpressed. I am not impressed by this shit. I want to see something next you level. You saw the Batman like... trailer, too, were impressed. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> fucking smash hit. And you're like, no, G.I. Joe 3, please. Um, <laughs> so that's this is called the the thing I'm showing you is called the Jetson 1. The Jetson Interesting. One. Yeah. yeah. So like, okay. You know, like the Jetsons. And actually, it's already sold out for 2002 production. Really? Yeah. So you can't even buy them already. I'm going to ask you the price pretty soon. So oh, yeah, that's why I'm I sure you all it costs stuff. as much as going to space. <laughs> How much does it cost to go to space? Oh, it's like three hundred thousand or some okay, shit. Okay, I didn't know that. Now we know. I mean, we should have known. But or I forget five hundred thousand. I'm not sure. <laughs> we always forget the number. Yeah. We should write all that stuff down one day. Anyway, it's expensive, but not unobtainable if you sell. If, your yeah, house. if you're one of the wealthy, you and you don't want to blow money on stuff, you could you could do this. So the Jetson one, uh, it has a top speed of sixty three miles an hour. That's that's fast. That's not like bad. highway speeds. Um, and it's built for having fun, basically. So this isn't like some huge long distance. Yeah, you're not thing. taking this to work to avoid traffic. Well, if you work close, maybe. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so uh, just for a little bit about the the design, it's a single seat. is It's single seat, and it's suspended in an aluminum carbon fiber space frame. And it's a, like I said, it's a straight up drone style multicopter. It has eight props mounted coaxially on four arms, and it has 118 horsepower. And it'll fly safely if one motor dies. Even it says. Ah. That and, is crucial. What um, about two? Then you're fucked. Then you're dead. Yeah, yeah. you die. Um, you die right then and there. Um, so the the pilot flies it with a throttle level lever on the left, a joystick on the right, and a pair of pedals to control the yaw. And uh, then there's a basic information system that's basically like a smartphone, like to the right. So it just shows like you're going 48 miles an hour. And then it has a triple redundant flight computer. Which will simply hover in place or perform an emergency landing if you let go of the sticks. And the system endeavors to keep pilots out of trouble using LIDAR, enabled oh. terrain tracking and obstacle avoidance. Okay. LIDAR. 
so it's it's designed to be smart. Like you're not. We don't want you going above a certain altitude. We don't want you Probably. going too fast. We don't want you crashing into a tree. Doing and, try to do a flip and just eat yeah. sh- complete shit and die. And it does say the last line of defense is a rapidly deployable ballistic parachute. So supposedly there is a parachute of some sort, but so I it, can't imagine it. Parachute doing. activating within twenty feet of the ground. I know. Right? I'm sitting there like a parachute. <laughs> What's that gonna do? That's just to make <laughs> you feel better, I guess. No, nah, that's just so it kills you faster when it gets. It doesn't say anything about the top like height. Obviously, it doesn't mention that. I'm sure there must be some restrictions on that. Um, so the sizes, like basically, you can, they compared it to like a a motorcycle, like almost they called it a touring motorcycle. I don't know if there's a difference. It's a big ass, a big ass motorcycle. Yeah, it's, it's bigger than that. Like, it says a bigger than a motorcycle. So, it's, but you still essentially maybe put it in your garage per se. I mean, if you could afford it, you know, you could put it in your garage, and it weighs about 200 pounds. Um, oh, here's another thing. That's it, cool. It's a um, it, it's a home built kit, so it comes 50 percent assembled. Oh, they put I the will. liability on you. Uh, right. I gotta build the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Suck my dick. Like, are you serious? Get the fuck out of here. I buy. What fucking product do you buy? I mean, I guess there's been like some barbecues, but even then, it's, I think it's bullshit. Like, yeah, you buy it, you still gotta do all the work. Well, there's it. there's kit cars that you buy as well and build in your garage. Oh, okay. There's that kind of thing. There you go. Like, it, then it's something like that. See, it's one of those rich guy habits, that, hobbies. I don't know about. Yeah, you just gotta you gotta trust in yourself to wrench this thing properly. Otherwise, you know, don't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> or just, you know, yeah, exactly. Or trust whoever puts it together for you. Even then, jeez. Yeah, exactly. They can't just put it together. Is, is there a fee like, hey, let me pay an extra <laughs> something. Just give me the whole damn thing. And so here's the um, some more information about what it can do, though. Um, so the flight endurance. For a 187-pound passenger... The pilot can expect 15 minutes of airtime. <laughs> of course. Of fucking course. Before the battery needs to go and charge. So, yes. That sucks. Um, <laughs> that uh, Let's just get that out of the way. That sucks, Sharks. Okay, this isn't Kickstarter Sharks, but yeah. I'm still, this is like, that does suck. Because it seems so cool right now. Because cause all the, I, I liked all the, like, you know, it seems like you're not going to fly into bullshit. It seems easier to fly. But, dude, 15 minutes and 187 pounds. So what does that mean for a 200 and... You and I are getting yeah, less yeah, than 15 yeah, minutes. Exactly. That's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> I think I can get a little more than 15. <laughs> so basically, if you want to get one of these things to like go down to like the local market and get something. Although I guess you can't even bring the weight with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just go visit. Yeah, like me and Shaw, Ho Shaw live relatively close. We might be able to just make it if we bought one. Like fly here and back. Well, from the bird's uh, point of view, I think I could make it to your house and... Under seven minutes, probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like those Going pesky sixty st- miles an hour for sure. Exactly. Those pesky streets are the ones holding us back. Yeah. So I think it might be maybe for like, you know, city use, it'd be great. Although that'd be it's, you can't do that obviously, <laughs> but uh, it's only for like people who have like farms and you just like want to fly it around. They 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 say a couple times this is like for fun. It's like a little fifteen minute little drone thing. So okay, knowing all that information, how much do you think one costs? I'm sticking with my original. I, you know what? I'll 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 average it and go four hundred thousand. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's gonna cost you forty grand. I think you're technically closer. It's ninety two thousand dollars. So I think, I think it's closer by a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're close. <laughs> yeah. But you were. Okay, I mean, okay. you know, you're over, but still. But um, yeah, yeah. So it's ninety two thousand dollars. You have to put twenty two thousand down, uh, down as a deposit to preserve your build slot. And there's only three build slots slot yeah. that they don't build. And there's only three <laughs> slots left for 2023. Uh oh. So it's sold out for 2022 wow. already, and now 23 is almost sold out. I'm sure by now it is. Probably, especially because yeah. all the fans are going to buy it on the show. 
<laughs> for 15 minutes though you know how how quick you'll get sick of that be like oh yeah yay all right bring it back down okay it's charged now okay yay, yay! oh fuck all right i gotta charge it again it's like your starter <laughs> play i bet you want to get into planes you're like i'll just buy this and like get the get a i mean it'd still flying. be super fun it'd be sick but, and then give it to the kids yeah. to fly around with it's like you know how fast time flies when you're like on a jet ski or like shredding yeah. around on some shit like that, and then you, as soon as you get up in somewhere, you'd be like, "Fuck, I have to go back." I'd just tinker with it, baby, and just like have it plugged into my house and just fly always and like have a really <laughs> long extension cord, and that, that's that's the length I could go. Like, yeah, five miles of extension cord, and I just fly it up. Nice. and that's how I fly to the store and shit. This big cord everywhere. I've I've always thought that like these uh, electric cars and whatnot should be treated more like uh, propane tanks. Where you pull up to the gas station, and instead of charging your vehicle, you just swap out the battery with another battery. Ooh, yeah. And then I like that. leave it to some other company, much like propane, yeah. to refill the battery and restock that battery station right. at your gas station. That would be easier and nicer. So maybe every 15 minutes, <laughs> there could be a gas station. <laughs> We're making jobs, people. Yeah, Exactly. I know you couldn't. I just wish it would work in the city somehow, but like it would just be a nightmare. Because then once like five dudes got this thing, it'd be they'd crash into each other somehow. It, it yeah no. <laughs> we need an efficient flying car system. It's gonna happen. This drone proves it, and I need you to do it right now. <laughs> God damn it! That's why I'm unimpressed. Because how many of these have we seen? Flying cars are something that we <laughs> hypothesized back in the 1800s or some shit. Back to the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 2015, baby. So. <laughs> <laughs> anti technology. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, so, you know, I'm just waiting for the first viable option. Like The commuter one you brought up a while ago was pretty interesting. But like, you guys talk about the cycle car, right? Is that yes. I think so, yeah. Because you keep saying this commuter one. I'm like, what well, are you Well, because I remember like, it can carry too, people. Like, yeah, I think you're talking. Yeah, I think we're talking about yeah. the one with the barrel things. Yeah. I yeah, but that's a Russian be. thing though. We don't have that technology, bro. But even America needs it. It was limited by its battery life, so yeah. it's not taking you very far or you and your friends very far. That's always the it's like the MacGuffin is energy. It always is yes. right. So like because we had enough energy, we really that's what even physicists like. We could make a time machine if we had enough energy. Like yeah, I'm sure you could. Like so, same thing with this. Like yeah, if we had enough some magical power cell that. Made it last like four days. That'd be pretty sick. And there's like, some amazing advancements in batteries coming down the pike. So we'll see what see what they do. And we we learn all these different ways to like generate power and stuff as well. Probably yeah. can like plug your sweat into this motherfucker at some point. <laughs> It'll fly <laughs> off it. Dude, I've always thought I've always said like if I had money to invest, I would find one of those uh, universities or whatnot or science research facilities tanks. working on um power uh nuclear fusion. fusion oh fusion okay nuclear fusion yeah that's the wave that's the wave of the future Just nuclear right power there. is still really safe it has a bad rap dude but nuclear power is actually pretty badass yeah yeah no doubt all right i got a fun one here for you guys are you guys familiar with the metaverse uh, well, meta like powers or something is that what you nope. mean or? okay not at all so the metaverse is are you familiar with uh ready player one yeah. Okay. So the metaverse is the oasis in that I see. book. It's like a in the in in a Ready Player One. The oasis is basically like a computer world, and it, you, it's like a virtual computer world. You just go there, and you can like basically feel everything and talk to people and be anything you want. And there's all these it's like infinite world, the Matrix, bro. Yeah, it's it's uh, real estate in a digital sense, mm-hmm. right? Uh. 
So Facebook announced over the summer that they would be developing their own metaverse. The Oasis. The Oasis. Okay. Uh, people are saying this type of experience will be the successor to the internet. Oh, fuck you. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. Okay. Well, <laughs> think of it this way. I, I bet it will be. <laughs> yeah. No one company, in theory, no one company will control the metaverse. The metaverse. <laughs> what Facebook is trying to do is... Control the metaverse? Well, to position themselves to interact with the metaverse because the metaverse is something that is kind of happening. It's it's, it's already happening. It's yeah, com- it's it, coming, baby. People are working on this thing. They want to get this thing up and running. And some uh, game companies mostly already claim to be a metaverse. Fortnite claims to be a metaverse because their platform is what? not only for gaming for the the shoot 'em up game, but uh, for other utilities now as well. They had a concert. In Fortnite, I think it was who what? was it here? Um, a metaverse. So I guess World of Warcraft and stuff like that's a metaverse because people sit there and talk sometimes in it or something. I I don't know. Yeah, I, again, like the the term Meta-verse. is very loose, and the idea of something succeeding the internet in that sense is very loose as well. Yeah, I mean, so it was Ariana Grande that had a concert in Fortnite. Okay. Fortnite claims to be a metaverse. So does uh, Roblox, which is another one. Um, it, it, you find something interesting? I was just reading what a metaverse is defined as, which says the, me- the word metaverse is made up of the prefix meta and the stem verse. The term is typically used to describe the concept of a future iteration of the internet made up of persistent shared 3D virtual spaces linked into a perceived virtual universe. So it's almost like instead of going to a web page, you'd go to like someone's web Lobby room. or something. Lobby. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. So how do I get jacked off in this universe? Like, I don't, <laughs> like, tell me what I want to know. Like, I don't get what you're, you're, you're teasing so me. So VR would <laughs> yeah. be a metaverse, right? In a way, yeah. Okay. It's, it's the beginning foundations of a metaverse. Gotcha. Now, uh, whatever you're doing on the VR system itself... Uh, I guess I guess VR would be one component. The other component is that open world. Gotcha. Because the most interaction. Of the stuff, yeah, because most yeah. of the stuff you're doing in VR now is self-contained within your game or whatever you're gotcha. you're doing with VR. Um, so Zuckerberg has stated that Facebook will be transitioning from a social media company into a metaverse company over the next five years. Right. Starting now. He's an android. <laughs> That's the whole point. That's the whole joke. The lizard alien or whatever they are. Android. (laughs) I always thought this was interesting because I've had these thoughts before. Like, what is the next version of the internet? And I think um, holodeck. Yeah, I mean, is that a metaverse? I don't know. But uh, I thought that um, Silicon Valley, that show, came really close with the idea of a decentralized internet where it's not stored on servers and big companies can't necessarily track what you're doing it's the internet would be stored on a little bit would be on your phone a little bit would be on your computer a little bit would be on your fridge if it was smart you know uh so just the idea that facebook is now integrating themselves into this well they want to keep making money so they're that's so that shows that they're they think this is going to be something important going forward i mean right i mean 50 years from now probably is going to be holodecks and stuff 
Well, I'll tell you what. It, Fingers crossed. I hope so. God damn. <laughs> let's let's work on those uh, haptic feedback suits first. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What's the point otherwise? Well, what's again, the point? Once once the metaverse exists, you know the first thing they're going to do is develop sex toys for it. This is what it's being developed for already. Absolutely. What are you thinking? Do you think they're doing it to explore <laughs> cultures and shit? <laughs> like, please. <laughs> they're just this is this is all porn research. Yeah, the virtual Taj Mahal will come after the the porn research. Porn yes. finds a way. Oh yeah, I mean, what was always. It? The big example is the um, uh, when DVD was dying out and Blu-ray or HD DVD was coming to fruition. The porn industry pretty much decided which one was going to win, and it was Blu-ray. Right, which was you? Uh huh. Uh huh. Blu-ray, go. So I'm super excited for that. I'm starting to get into the NFT world, and uh, everything in there is talking about the metaverse. It's all about the metaverse. Interesting. Oh, Jesus. Right. The new age is coming. Yeah, people are these these NFTs. They're basically collecting funds so these companies can develop metaverse spaces and and set up real estate within the metaverse. Wow. Because let's say let's That's say let's crazy. put it this way. Let's say you Max, or let's say all of us right here, we buy up a plot of land in the metaverse, and it's the better than most metaverse space. And then next door to us, Apple buys up that plot of land. All of a sudden, we've got name, we've got uh, traffic out the ass. What's that? We're next door to Apple then. Exactly. So that means when someone walks by our metaverse location, <laughs> pretty much, we'll say hello. Hey, hey, it's us. Come listen, Hi. please. Hey, no, don't go into the Apple store. No, five stars. We talk about Apple sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> Come that. listen to us. <laughs> yeah, either way, this caught me off guard. I loved it. Uh, the idea that Facebook is transitioning from a social company they're into a metaverse the, company. They're trying to make the matrix. Whatever the fuck that means. I'm almost scared, to be honest. No, I'm an old man, I guess. I keep thinking yeah. I'm young all the time. We're boomers I like, now. I hear this and I'm just like, no, I don't want to. No, don't, don't metaverse me. <laughs> I'm so excited for the next rendition of the internet. You go first, and then tell me how sick it is, and then I'll then I'll jump in. Oh, dude, I'll get that haptic feedback suit. We'll we'll make it. We'll I don't want to use your haptic feedback suit. No one, no one can use my haptic <laughs> no feedback one. suit. I'll get just like a like a sleeve, a I haptic will... sleeve, just for your dick, <laughs> wherever I need to be touched. <laughs> a haptic go. handkerchief or something. <laughs> All I can afford is this three inch square of haptic. That's so, all I need. Where do you choose? Well, you're gonna touch me on my arm? Okay, hold on. Okay, there it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel you touching my arm. Now, okay, wait, hold on. All right, well, that's all I got. Enough shenanigans for this episode, but we'll catch you next time when we try to ask Sean to stop eating glass. It's a party trick. People love it. Hey, thanks for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Keep in mind that we are enthusiasts, not experts. If you want to know more about the topics we discussed, we encourage you to research them yourself and let us know if we missed anything. Submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter and Instagram, both at btmt_podcast, podcast. And please rate and subscribe on your podcast app.